Hi and welcome to Spiritual Link, the podcast, a podcast about how developing spiritual well-being can help you in your daily life and how that can enhance your confidence in who you are and what you are. The podcast is hosted by Ines and Tor. Ines is a development medium with over 30 years of experience in the field and Tor has been her apprentice since 2013. In this episode, Ines and Tor talks about the meaning of life and free will. You can support us by sharing the episode on your social media channels, subscribing to our podcast, and leaving a review. Remember, you can always find us on at SpiritualInco on Instagram. Hi, Ines. Good to see you. Good to see you, Thor. You look cool. You look refreshed. Thanks. Yeah, I'm just I was like I was running back from the gym. I was like, I'm gonna be late for our podcast episode. <laughs> I'm still feeling like the adrenaline is still running through Ooh. my system. From oh, my that's exercise. nice. Were you inside the gym or outside? Yeah, no, this was inside. Thank inside, yeah. It's, quite, it's pretty chilly outside again today. Yeah, isn't yeah. It? Rur, rur, rur. yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not very warm. So, um, you've had you, you got your hair done today. I think that looks I lovely. Have, yes. No, thank you. I was also running against the wind or something like that. <laughs> I was also, God, I don't want to be late. I know you're really understanding. And if you're ever late or something, just text me. Yeah. So, you know, it's a bit later. It doesn't make any difference. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we had uh, uh, interesting comments. Uh, just a, a general, whoever's listening. We chat a little bit beforehand. And uh, what we're talking about today is literally, is all, also grains of sand. Uh, because we're always, uh, obviously we're unique, everybody's unique, and we have the right to be unique. But even though we're so individual, I mean, no uh, no um, fingerprints throughout you know, the, uh, the world have ever been the same. No two fingerprints have ever been the same. Can you imagine that? So you may be born again and again and again, but you always get a set of different paws. Mm. And the same thing with the retina. So the uniqueness is not only in what we enjoy or don't enjoy, but it's also our, our body, bodily thing. However, if we come to grains of sand, of course, one grain of sand cannot grow anything, obviously. One cell doesn't make a human being. And one drop of water actually doesn't make an ocean either. And the same, that same theory would apply to all of the universes. It is a collective force which is made of, made up of infinitesimal uh, amounts, such as ourselves. We're also part of this green of sand uh, theory. Um, it is infinitesimal in the size of all things. I mean, uh, uh, trees are just big blades of grass. So we have a tree, we have some very big trees, we have some little trees, and then we have grass that we as human beings walk on. So imagine us as so tiny in the scheme of things, in this infinitesimal amount of, uh, uh, of the universal growth. And there we are, chopping down the trees because they're too big for us. So everybody, everything is together, different sizes, different shapes, and so on, but all being together. Now, can you imagine no one else here? Okay. I mean, the reason I thought of this today for our podcast, the wars that are going on, the hatred that's going on, it's usually about religion, is it not? It's usually about a border, is it not? Something, something has to happen. But can you imagine no one else here? Just one grain of sand, only you, only me. Can you imagine that? How horrible. 
but we all rely on one another to create the facets of life in whatever form it may be. All of us, we are all totally, utterly needful in our unique individual way. Trust me, if we each did not have our uniqueness and individuality, if it was not totally necessary individually, it would not be there. So every grain of earth also has its meaning by collective force. Uh, and it grows. The earth grows. It brings forward everything. I mean, everything that we eat, that we, li uh, we live in houses that come from earth, the bricks, the steel, electricity also comes from that. Everything, our clothing, everything is grown somehow from the earth. As indeed, uh, we do with the cells of the body, which makes us grow. And so, of course, again, does everything, everything, and this applies again to the universe. The universe, in its uh, infinitesimal amount of size or whatever shape, also grows. Everything is always brought together. Now, before I go on, what do you think, uh, Thor? I mean, this diversity, you, you also, I mean, we each in our own little circle find this enormous diversity, which I actually find refreshing. I think if we all thought or did the same, it would get very boring. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't make much conversation, would it? If we no. all had the same opinion and we didn't have any different thoughts and that yeah, right. it just wouldn't bring much rich conversations around isn't it i suppose it's an interesting thing which you said about um war and religions and yeah. borders and i think one thing i suppose that the issue there is lack of conversation right people yeah, not meeting each other halfway and just deciding let's bomb each other instead yeah. of meeting at the table and actually talk and share stories and get to know yes. each other and figure out okay how can we actually do this in a wholesome human way moving forward you know it seems like bombs is the first port of call yeah. when really conversation should be the first port of call so that we can move forward together right absolutely i totally agree with you and i feel even though our podcast is uh, is small but I think it's up to ourselves, people like ourselves, who can make a difference mm. just by acknowledging that there are other ways to deal with things. It's not always killing because somebody doesn't agree. You know, it's, it's, as you just said, it's not the only way. It is most certainly not the only way. Right. And there's lots of evidence of, I'm trying to think about this. I mean, it's not the best example, but what do they do in South Africa? They did a thing during a part. I mean, it's still awful in South Africa, but what did they do in the beginning? Didn't they do like a form of conflict resolution? I think they did a yeah. form of conflict resolution yeah. to slightly loosen the situation. I mean, it's still lots of yeah. fighting. Yeah, but I think is. they did yeah. a thing which I now can't remember. I mean, there's something which is called nonviolent communication, which I think is a really mm. interesting, um, interesting starting point. And there's, so this. So there is evidence of that conversation works, right? We don't yes. have to go to war. No, I, I totally agree. Because the war, uh, there are a couple of generals who are sitting on the sidelines having a nice lunch, and it's the people in the middle yeah. who may feel entirely different, yeah. who don't have a grudge, who may not like it, but they're not going to kill for it. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Mm. But one often thinks, well, 
what is the purpose of life? We're not going to go into, you know, the learning process, but what is the purpose of life? Why? Now, what is happening? What can we do? We can't escape, meaning, yes, we can get into a rocket and go up into space a little teeny-weeny, but, but physically we cannot escape the Earth. We can only stay here, and we can only enjoy the normal situations of eating, loving, feeling, and so on. All of that which we are able to derive as pleasure, we can experience everything. But then what? So we've got the money to do this, we have a lot of meals, we go on holiday, da-da-da, but then what? What is there? But the one thing that is there is we are a collective. I'm talking about the world, we are a collective. Each community is a collective. Where you're living in your, in your flats is a collective. Your school is a collective. Your place of work is a collective. And we need each other. We need everyone, not just the chosen few that we think will suit our opinion. We all work together. We work together to help each other. There's nothing else. There's only each other because we work. Work helps another person to live, helps that person to eat, to drink and so on. So each and every one individual in the world has the purpose of relying on each other, everybody. And if you are, let us say, in receipt of help, you're also benefiting another individual because you are receiving that help does not make you uh, let's say a loser. I can't think of another word uh, Thor, at the moment, uh, just because you're at that end of which I'll get into in a moment. Everybody needs, needs each other. We are all supportive of one another. We are a collective. Um, anything on, on that? Thor? No, not on that one. You can you can go over to the you can go over to the next one, um, Inez. I think. Well, yeah. No, you can go to the next one. Yeah, I, I know it's self-explanatory. Mm, but I think I like it though. I think it's a it's an interesting dichotomy, isn't there, between being that we are a collective, but we're also individuals. There is an interesting yes. dichotomy going on there. And how do you reconcile? that yeah exactly we, we don't actually usually think of it that way yeah we we need spain because we want to go on holiday yeah but we may not need them enough to give them our vaccine <laughs> Do you know what i mean yeah. because then we start getting our infighting again we want the beach we want the service but it's, it's always that but yeah and is that fair no no Anyway, the yeah. main purpose in life, which is actually not seen, I'm not talking, talking about the main purpose of life of, uh, of this learning situation, but what is not seen, I'm talking entirely on a physical level today, which is not seen, is that there's always something that is not completely understood by ourselves, not completely seen within the future of time. I'm meaning that we don't really quite know if the job that we have, as an example, is going to pan out into the promotion that you might like. So we never know, even in our darkest hour of despair, which trust me, all of us have, all of us suffer at one time, a deep despair. And one wonders, why do I stay? Meaning, why don't I jump off, jump off a bridge? Why should I stay? What the hell? What do I do? 
Normally, what brings us back to some form of equilibrium or sanity is simple, simply that we don't actually know what is around that corner, just maybe. Obviously, that is the motivational force of life, is to help us uh, out of that depressive force or situation that we're in. It's hope. It's the hope that uh, the hope sounds eternal in the human breast because we do not know. There's always that small chance. Um, other than being of help to each other, which we are, we might be an employer, we might be the staff, we might be anything like that. That's all we have to be of help to one another. It doesn't matter how much money we have, how many things we own, it matters not because you can't really do anything with it. We can only wear one suit at a time. There you go, I can leave my figure. Only one meal at a time and drive one car at a time. So what we amaze around ourselves is the symbolism of trying to find a purpose, a purpose in life, a purpose of life. This is the meaning of life. I'm not trying to weigh, take away any form of motivational uh, force. That's not what I'm saying. But that is, it is always, we don't know what is around the corner. It, but there's hope. We always have this hope. Um, well, I think contemplating the meaning of life is a really fascinating thing to do, right? Yeah. I think it's I think it's a really important important things to do i mean you can easily and you can i suppose you can easily end up in a dead end um but i think it's a i think it's a really important thing to do like i was many years ago i don't know i was listening to but i was listening to this podcast and this guy was i don't know what he was working some job and he was like my purpose in life is yes. to put food on the table for my family okay and that's it it doesn't okay. matter. It doesn't matter how I earn my money. It doesn't matter how I spend my life. Mm -hmm. As long as I am able to, as long as I'm like able to provide and put food on the table, mm -hmm. that's it. Okay. And I thought that was really because many yeah. people like and, and myself included have like this lofty purpose and meaning and whatever. Yeah. Whilst for him, it was just like that baseline. If I'm able to do that, yeah, yeah, all is well in the world. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, you know, when you're saying things like that, or whatever was going through in my mind, our, um, uh, you know, our attitudes, uh, as we mentioned the other week, are also instigated and geared from our past life. Mm. So that, say that individual who said that, that's his main purpose, could very well be that he maybe he wasn't able to have provided the, the nourishment and the security of just a, a, a reasonable life. Mm. for his family before so his goal this time is to the best of his ability he didn't get what he did he wanted to make certain they had enough to eat mm. so it's you know it's a uh it's a huge concept mm. Mm, well, because I think he was like, some, I think like, and, and and I think it's a really important job to do. I mean, my dad did for a while, but I think he was like a bus driver, you know, which most people would think, oh, that's such a meaningless job. Yeah. But for him, it was like, I can put food on the table. Totally. I, well, I, yeah. Oh, totally. I, I completely agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And when I think about it, my dad was somewhat similar, you know, as long as he could provide he yeah. wasn't that bothered about what his job was, which I think was is an interesting, yeah. It's interesting, but it's also, I think it's a healthy attitude. Yeah. I'm not saying to be motivated is unhealthy, 
because then it's uh, again we're coming into a personality thing which has been given to us mm. however you know that man is say if we just take one person my goal is xyz trust me you know that saying it goes how do you make god laugh tell him what you're going to do next <laughs> so, this, so this is your goal and you work your butt off and you go to courses and you work overtime and you slime up to the boss or whatever you do everything correct and then all of a sudden do i really want this mm. you know your attitude changes and you've done whatever it happens to be and it doesn't it doesn't necessarily pan out mm. it really doesn't. <laughs> that's mm. Well, that's, that's, but I think that goes back to what you were just talking about hope though, right? Because, yes. because it's like, just because it doesn't necessarily pan out, doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it because Correct. they might, because there's still a hope because otherwise, what's the point, right? Because that, that comes that question. Yes. What is the point? But we, I think we have like this programmed hopefulness in us, right? Yes. Yes. I'm going to come to something really, really interesting. Uh, I hope the people that are listening, uh, obviously you can go around and around and you won't get any place anyway. It's not a matter that people have different opinions. That's not it. But if we don't just take away any forms of, uh, let's say, I, as I mentioned last week, prejudice. The prejudice is not a negative thing, but I'm not going to think like this because you know, this is what I feel is right. Yeah, good, 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 good. But maybe uh, your opinion, a person's opinion need a bit of tweaking. And from that tweaking, you might find something really awesome. Yeah. That sort of thing. That's all. Yeah. But even with the richest or the lowest, there are no lowest. There is never a low person. There, There's no person that is inferior or less than anyone. But the lowest in riches. So the highest... And the very lowest and all those in, in between us in money, what we're talking about, we are all the same. No one is exempt. Everyone is still needful to know what is around the next corner. Perhaps the next amount of money one will earn. Perhaps it will be a holiday. Perhaps it'll be a total change of life. But the power of spirit, and I'm talking about uh, the clairvoyance in this case, is able to see within the forms of uh, clairvoyance are simply patterns of what that spirit had decided before it came. There is a catch to what I am saying. Do you want to say anything before I give you the catch? No, I'm curious about what the catch is. Oh, yes, there is a catch because I'm rah, 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 you know, the, that sort of thing. Okay, so what's the point of it all? Now, I say this very guardedly. Free will is possibly mm. the greatest form of karmic pattern. Now, again, this, this leads into the more murky waters. Trust me. We think we have free will. Woohoo. Maybe. Maybe we're delusional. I don't know. But possibly the greatest form of karmic pattern is the free will because that is the only force. Our free will is the only force that can be altered that makes the pattern of life so uncertain because we, meaning spirit now, do not know how that free will of self will react in any given situation. There's more, there's more. So it's that free will 
at the turn of a button, either whatever they're going to react. However, in this preordained situation, which many will disagree with, which is fine. Um, so this spirit, I know that uh, the, clair, the, the person that is the clairvoyant who gets their information from, say, from spirit, and spirit have often said, we can only see a step ahead of you. Now that step ahead is meant to be only a step ahead because if we were given something that we didn't like, we would try to get around it. Say whatever it is, say either an accident or something, you will not leave the house until after that date or that period of time. So they're not allowed to give us that information because we will pre be prepared for our learning curve. So we have to face life with our own strength, whatever lies ahead. So the power spirit only give us a little teeny weeny bit. However, the force that controls the power of spirit are lovely guides because our guys are actually, they're, they're certainly not physical. They are, but they're not. A, they don't have a body, have they? They can inhibit a body, inhabit a body, sorry. So they can come through if you have a trans medium and become, again, maybe see themselves or whatever. However, they're close enough to the human being, the human vessel, to understand our needs. And that's why a guide is so important and helpful anyway. There is a force, the, uh, it is that total force, that total power that does know how the free will will react to any given situation. But unfortunately, that is not known to the power of spirit and would certainly not be known to ourselves. So we come back to what is around the corner. Now the total force uh, is of course, call it God, consciousness, whatever, it's a word, isn't it? But that total force, which is in control, would know how each of us will react to a certain situation, to that free will. What I, the little that I understand, our free will on planet Earth is not as total as it is for other life forces on other planets. However, uh, my perception of all of this is, let us say there is a, uh, someone has been hurt or murdered, let's murdered, extreme. Let's go to for the extreme thing. Someone has killed uh, someone close to you. How are you going to react? Okay, you've mourned, you shed your tears. Are you, are you going to, now this is the moment of choice for you, that person in mourning. Are you going to get revenge? Are you going to, what are you going to do? Now that tiny little bit of thread of what are you going to do, the spiritual bit inside of you, which is not the same as the other two spiritual things, that is the, the governing body. And even that is allowed us by that greater force. What are you going to do? How are you going to execute your karmic pattern? You have been hurt, you're angry. Do you want vengeance? Uh, do you shun God, which has happened? Uh, I can give you a couple of examples, say from Pompeii, something that we know about. Uh, well, I've, you know, I meditated, I, I gave money to, to the churches, 
Uh, I have my little altar. I didn't eat, uh, uh, you know, fish, blood, whatever it happens to be. I followed all the rules and regulations. And now you take my family away, God? How dare you? I don't believe in God. I don't want God. All of those things are human. So that little bit, how do you react? You know, what do we do? So that little bit of thing, the free will is still ours. What we're going through, I know everybody's heard, there might be local lockdowns. I spoke to a couple of mums on a, in a play, um, playground today. I hope we don't get locked down again. I don't know if I could take it. Two different people didn't know each other, didn't talk to each other. I hope we don't have to do this again. So how are we going to react? What are we going to do? That is the little teeny weeny bit of choice that we have at the moment. Not to get at each other's throats. I just feel so sorry for those parts of the world that for whatever reason, it was necessary to destroy the in-betweeners. Because that's what civilians are, the in-betweeners. Mm. And uh, how do we cope? I'm just very grateful that we don't have that here and now that we are safe enough, at least not from that. But when I think we lose empathy because someone is different, I think uh, we, in, in, as the individual, are on the losing wicket of our karmic pattern because we have the insight. We don't have to overreact. Can you imagine everybody thinking, thinking the same? Ah. Um, anything before I go around to the wonderful conclusion? Just talk to each other, people, right? Get to know people who are not like you. Yeah, just an open mind. Yeah, just an open mind. Yeah, but you know what? The, the, the interesting thing is usually you have so much in common. Mm. Just because you want to wear red coat and they want to wear blue coat, doesn't matter. Mm. Or they get up half an hour earlier in, in the morning. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think the wonderful thing, certainly with, with us, it already started in the, uh, say, I think 1960s or 70s, something like that, when travel uh, became more international, people traveled uh, and so on. Uh, the, uh, the international cuisine. It wasn't just chicken, chips and peas, was it? I mean, that's, that's, I'm sorry, I know I'm, I'm brought in from abroad, but chicken, chips and peas, isn't that, the most, isn't that not the most amazing thing on earth? Well, yes. yes. <laughs> I love, I love my Indian. I love my Chinese. I love my Italian. And if yeah. I see them from Africa, I'll go out of my way to try to get those vegetables, which I thought were awesome. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the beauty of it. Yeah, no, it is. Absolutely agree. But then we turn our backs and oh, God, I don't like you because of your color. Let's say color. But I'll take your food. That's yeah. okay. That's okay. And some of your culture is really fun as well. I'll take that. But you know, you know. But anyway, remember the grains of sand. And also remember the purpose of meditation. Now, this is really going to be so interesting. All of the grains of sand and dirt need to be with one another. Otherwise, they could not work together. There is, the earth in itself is a living being. 
So the, the sand, the water, the earth, everything actually is working together. But the sand and the water and the earth need to be in very close proximity uh, to pick up from each other, which they are. You have the shoreline and underneath you have the seabed, uh, you have the volcanoes and whatnot, but they have to be very close together. And if we look at the world as little grains of sand that formulates the, the whole, now we are the, I'm now referring to us as little grains of sand that formulate the whole. But whilst we're all together on this planet and we are all reliant on each other on this planet to exist, but we are not a mass like the sea or the ocean. The force of meditation, that power that is generated from, the, from meditation moves through the earth, moves through the sea, the deserts, and are all connected by that force of meditation that we are trying to desperately get by relaxing our brain. The grains of sand that make up mankind, if we, as I said, classify ourselves as grains of sand, we are also able to globally link with each other in the forms of meditation. The COVID pandemic has highlighted our dependency and needfulness that we have for each other. We are not alone. Do we want to be alone? You know, we're whining, we can't go here, there and everywhere. All of a sudden we're whining, but we shun individuals. But it has been shown that we really do, we want each other. And this, um, what was I going to say about uh, uh, this, uh, actually the meditative force, it, which is very interesting. Oh yes, when we said I can link, we can link globally. However, um, not where's that um, in the Bible, uh, Thor? Uh, Tower of Babel, no, Babel, Babel, Babel. Mm. Yeah, what is it? Babylon, Babylon? No, no, yeah. uh, it's a Tower of Babel. Excuse me if I'm mispronouncing it. Anybody listening? Um, anyway, they built it. The world built it. And then as they built it, they wanted to reach God. And uh, anyway, and then all of a sudden they couldn't understand each other's because the different languages. And guess what? Here we are. It is, it is written, it is, it is a fable, if you like. Uh, however, the languages have also kept us apart. Because then the, with a different language, you also start infighting externally and so on and so forth. But we are able through meditation to link with one another. By linking with one another, it's not saying, hey, what did you have for breakfast today? Oh, God, is that what you have your rice for breakfast? Ugh. You know, it's too heavy for my stomach. What we can do for each other is to send positive thoughts around the globe. When you send out healing after your meditation, positive thoughts to all of mankind. You don't, you don't cherry pick. That's not our job. We can't cherry pick. But to everybody, to see maybe they can work out their own situations of dilemma and need in their own way because of their own place on earth, basically. So meditation is so powerful. Mm. We can connect right this very second with everybody. Mm. There's a beautiful power in that, isn't it? And I think people forget. Yeah, it is. The, the, uh, the sand, seas, and deserts, they use it. We can too, but we don't. Mm. Oh, I know, it's this molecular chain. 
And the reason we cannot have it, you know, if we had, if we, if the whole world meditated together, I'm talking about whatever anybody thinks and doesn't think, they just all agree, yes, we will just clear our mind for a second in time. We are actually able to knit together the ozone layer. The power of the human mind is so strong. We are able to correct that. Um, I saw a uh, uh, film on TV and it has something to either know it's uh, it was nice anyway what happened this boy fell into uh, fell into an icy icy pond and then they fished him out uh, rescue service fished him out but he was sort of he was on a ventilator everything else anyway he died and the mother um, I'm getting to a point with this. The mother said, oh, please, dear God, don't take him, so on and so forth. Anyway, he, uh, it's a film, obviously. Anyway, he started breathing again. And then, uh, anyway, he still wasn't out of the woods and he was still, his liver was failing, this was failing, that was failing. And the medical doctors were looking after. And then uh, they had a vigilance. There was a group of people with little candles and they were singing for this boy in a hospital. And anyway, the doctor said, and I'm, I'll tell you why I'm saying, mentioning this fictitious story, uh, is that the, uh, the, uh, the lockdown of his body, which was occurring because of the hypothermia that he has experienced, this was wrong, this was wrong, everything. He had no bad chance in hell of surviving. It was gone. And the reason I'm saying that the power of our mind is so strong, we can actually, if it's meant to be, of course. However, we are able to eliminate those impurities and we can correct the cellular structure within the body. It is possible to do that. What we are also able to do individually, you on the other end of the podcast, us two here, we are able to draw the positive energy that is around in the from the universe around us and we're able to channel that because we want to do it not as a negativity but as a help we want to channel all that positivity to help and we can and it does actually work it really really does work you don't have to be gory you don't have to be shame and a priest nothing just be yourself mm. and it is possible it is possible yeah well, thank you for another Friday, Ines. That was a really interesting physical episode and I liked our conversations today. That was really interesting. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. Thank you too. Uh, positive thought? Positive thought. Uh, you, did what you is it? One? Well, it's not that positive. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil you. Ever, anyway, the thing is, never give up on your dreams. Follow the signs. And the sign, again, I'm being silly now. The sign is also from within yourself. What you feel is right, you go for it. If it's possible, you go for it. Absolutely. I, yeah. I totally agree. Well, thank you so much to all of our listeners. If you enjoy what you're listening to, obviously subscribe, like, leave a comment, all that jazz. Yeah. Uh, we would really, um, really appreciate it. So uh, again, yeah, thank you, Nice, for another thank Friday. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Thor. Thor. Thank you. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Spiritual Link, the podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or want us to explore a topic, please reach out on our Instagram account at Spiritual Linker.